you believe it, lasses? We're into season two. Season two of Lounging with the Lasses. Kylie Dixon here, founder of the Northern Lass Lounge. Listen, honestly, man, thank you to everyone who is helping our podcast grow. I cannot believe the success already. You're supporting so many small businesses and it means the world to like our community. So before you go, lasses, if you're new to listening to podcasts, help us out by just hitting subscribe and then you'll see all of our new episodes first. Leave a little review and just tell one person, just one person about it and that's it. To join our community of business lasses, head on over to our group where this all started on Facebook, The Northern Lass Lounge. Enjoy! Today I'm lounging with Sarah Louise Johnson, an incredible photographer who specialises in personal branding. Sarah has overcome some real life challenges by taking a passion and making it into a brilliant business. From the day her husband bought her her first camera to now helping other business owners bring themselves to the forefront of their brand, Sarah has achieved amazing success. So come and lounge and listen to this lass's story. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Kylie. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am so excited that you've decided to come on to the show because we have met in person once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have. And do you know what it is? I am so like looking forward to finding out more about you. And I've seen like how much you've developed as a person in your business. It's just, it's a brilliant to watch. So I am really, really excited. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to chat. Good, good. So let's just get straight into it, Sarah, and let us know. Um, what do you do? What's your business? Let everyone know. So I'm Sarah Johnson of Sarah Johnson Photography, and I'm a personal branding photography specialist. Um, I run short courses on mobile phone photography, which was born in the lockdowns, which I'll touch on in the, the chat to come. Yeah. Um, and I also photograph pets and families as well um and that's how my business started really so that's me in a nutshell fab you less and we want to find out a lot about like how you became to do what you do um i think it really helps our lasses in the lounge as well to find out like what what it is that inspired you to do that and we'll get into that we will mm-hmm. and i just ask you a question because i know this comes up a lot personal branding mm-hmm. tell me what that means because Brandon just comes up all the time, doesn't it? And we talk about Brandon. What is personal Brandon? What does it mean? Yeah. Well, to me, it means the person behind the brand. And I think personally to me, um, gone are the days of those corporate headshots. I think some businesses use them and they serve a purpose. They're a headshot picture. Everybody faces the same way. They all have the same background and it introduces that face. But personally... I don't think that tells me anything about that person. It's a background, it's a face, what else is there to them? And I think now more than ever, over the last two years of lockdowns, people need an online presence and people buy from people and your images need to tell the story of the person. So personally for me, I like to share pictures of my golden retrievers because they're personal to me. Mm-hmm. I'm a girl in the northeast I like to share locations around the northeast I love being out in nature so that I like to share nature pictures because again potentially my ideal clients want to get to know me so I think it's an opportunity to show people the personality the character the interests the people and the why they do what they do so I find lots of my clients like to get the whole extended family involved because they might have set up the business because they wanted to be at home with the kids So that's a huge, massive thing as part of their branding session. They might work from home. They might have this gorgeous office somewhere else. It's showing those bits and then starting to let them in to the little bits that we like to let people know about our personal lives. Obviously, we don't splash everything out there for the world to see. Um, But choosing which bits are important to that person in that business to attract their ideal clients, because I think... You can't be somebody that you're not. And I think personal branding sessions are just so much more than just a headshot, but everything that you need for your business. 
it's interesting, isn't it? I've had this conversation recently with um, Alexa Witten. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I first approached her, and it's interesting to see how she's changed, right? So anyone who's listening, Alexa Witten is my publisher. She was on last in the last season. And we talked about it, how when I first saw her on LinkedIn and, and different platforms kind of, it depends which platform you're on as well. Mm-hmm. Like when I first saw her on LinkedIn, she's got this very, she had, I don't know if it's still there because she's possibly changed it now, this very corporate looking headshot, right? And I just thought, oh God, I'd, I'd I don't know if I'm gonna put because like I'm very down to earth. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm a bit crack, you know what I'm like. I'm a bit scatty, and I thought, is she even gonna relate to who I am just by that single mm-hmm. photograph? And it just shows you the power in a photograph, doesn't it? Honestly, it it really does. And I think I speak to a lot of uh, business owners that are more kind of product based rather than service based. And the question that I always say is like, but why do my clients want to see me? And I'm like, but clients want to see who who they're buying from like stop hiding behind a logo and like your finished products you know let people see behind the scenes and I think again as part of like your personal branding session I mean we must I probably spend you know five six possibly up to ten hours on client zooms before we even get in front of the camera do you know it's like a massive planning process because it's you know what marketing things have you got coming up that you need images for What's your social media plan for the next six months? Let's get all those photographs you need. Do you know it's what you're going to services are you going to sell? What are the whys? It's so much more than just like your mugshots. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise like, I mean, I know you've pop, you've only just mentioned a couple of things there that you do. In addition, I'm like, I'm just thinking you just rock up with a camera. No. Nah. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> like you have to really understand start to understand mm-hmm. as a person and that I think you really do and I think again I'm a firm believer in that there's a photographer out there for everybody and I might not be everybody's cup of tea and I see it I don't see other photographers as competition I think there's enough business in the country the world for everybody and I think it's talking it's being true to who you are and trying to identify who you want to work with both my clients and me as a you know who do I actually want to work with and it's you know getting on a zoom first and having a chat you know do we connect first because if you don't you're not going to get the best from the images there's no way like how are you going to get somebody to relax and be the true person mm-hmm. by just turning up and just suddenly shoving a lens in your face I mean my god I'd be terrified myself you know <laughs> yeah it is it's really mad interesting it's um I suppose that's like with every everything that you do it's like with the lounge mm. it's like people wouldn't wouldn't necessarily want to be part of what we we're, we're growing in there if they didn't know me and my team as people absolutely so, and like, I think you've got to show you your uniqueness because that that person will get it do you know other won't and that'll be a client or it won't and I think you've just got to let that go you've just got to go with the flow and I think me as a person I'm not that like live shouting and screaming about everything I do I just get on with the task in hand and trust the process I mean granted yeah I could probably be brave and do a few more lives and doing this in itself is daunting enough but if you don't push yourself out your comfort zone every now and again like you can't grow and develop Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to do that within my own business and myself as well excellent you definitely have Mm -hmm. and I'm not shout about how much you have turned around your presence the way that your your accounts look the way that you come across on social media that I've seen is phenomenal like it is and remember we talked because we had our first face-to-face didn't we in the in the community gardens in Sunderland um nobody had met anyone before everyone was nervous it was all a bit strange because it was just after lockdown I think it was like the first month or so wasn't it when we were allowed back out into the world yeah I remember meeting you and um and just thinking of what your social media like was like then it's completely transformed hasn't it mm-hmm. oh it, it definitely has and there's so many things going on behind the scenes that I'm kind of starting to be in that place where I can start to outsource things but again I don't want to ever lose me in my pages you know you kind of build that up and 
you know, but eventually you need help because there is only so many hours in a day. Yeah. And in order to do all of the things that you need to do as a business owner, the, the boring things, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes if they're not filling you with joy and you can outsource them, then great, because then you can really shine through the bits that you enjoy. And we'll talk about social media in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. more, we'll delve a bit further into your, your Instagram and your LinkedIn and stuff like that. <clears throat> when you wrote into the show, Sarah, I thought, and I read your story. Um, it was just so humbling to hear how far you've come in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think this type of story will really resonate with a lot of, of lasses in the lounge. So can you just tell us about how you, well, the challenges that you've had in your life with your journey, trying to have children, your hysterectomy, and how you've turned that around? Yeah, well, I'd like to think, I'm quite a resilient person on the whole. Obviously, we all have those kind of days where we're absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and um, after going away to university and coming back home, um, I was working within recruitment. So I was a recruitment consultant for like two of the big uh, recruitment agencies and was working as a recruitment consultant, doing the whole 40 hours a week, um, traveling up and down the country. And I just, I did it. It was that get up, go to work, come home, go to sleep, repeat the next day. And there was like no joyousness to it. Um, And being naturally shy, I really had to push myself to do those sales calls. My knees were knocking constantly under the desk, but I would see it as a service. I tried to see that I would find jobs for my client, my candidates, and I would put them into the jobs. And I would go out and I would do the presentations, a bit like I turn up now, but just with my heart on my sleeve, this is who I think would really be good for your business. This is why. And I had a really good success rate. Um, I met Simon, my husband. We got married. We had a lovely honeymoon. And then, you know, we, we decided we would like to extend our family with children. Um, but sadly, that wasn't meant to be. Um, it was discovered over various different investigations and surgeries and whatnots. Um, that I was going through early menopause and it's some, that's something that's really important to me because I know a lot of women struggle with that and it's such a taboo word that people say it and instantly you're thinking oh it's that it's that like either talking about the change and I remember like you know you, you listen to family and friends growing up and it's like that oh she's having a moment she's going through the change and all this but there's so much more like involved in it than just that um as I found out, like I, I felt like I'd really lost who I was. I felt I'd lost who I was as a woman. Um, and obviously it was heartbreaking not being able to have a family. And obviously I'm not going to go way into that, but it was it was really hard, really difficult. Um, we then got our dogs, which are delightful and some joy was brought back. Um, but I was still having a lot of issues and a lot of discomfort. And it led to me having my operation, my hysterectomy. And that was about five years ago now. And um, my husband, unknown to me, obviously had decided I was due to have my operation in the March. And for the Christmas, he literally went all out. Like, honestly, I mean, he thinks he's Buddy the Elf in normal Christmas times. But like he went way, 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 way overboard. Um, but what? because obviously we knew what was to come. And he bought me my first camera. And I've always been one for like faffing, as I used to call it. You know, I was always going for the, the best mobile phone with the best camera because I'd faff, I'd get creative. I mean, granted, looking back now, I look at some of them that I thought were good before and I think, <laughs> who was I thinking I was? Um, but now, like, it, it was just that hobby. I loved it. And I always wanted what I'd classed as a proper camera. But there was that kind of expensive thing that loads of people bought and they would just go on a shelf. You know, like they'd gather dust or they'd go in a cupboard and then they'd go on like Facebook Marketplace a few years later. Um, But it didn't. Like literally from the first day I opened the box and figured out how to actually attach this lens to this massive device thing. Saying, what the heck do I do with this? I never, ever imagined that within three years of me having that camera that I would be laid in a hammock in Portugal in the mountains as the foot as the photographer on a yoga and well-being retreat I just I mean I've covered in goosebumps now but like I, I literally like it was laid there with my camera thinking 
what the heck is going on? This little timid person is laid in a hammock, having a little break, because I'm here. Somebody has paid for me to come here and work for a whole week. <laughs> What's that all about? And I think only then did I start to realise what I'd achieved. Yeah. I wrote down here Portugal because that's what you, you mentioned when you mm -hmm. into us and I can see how emotional you got talking mm -hmm. about that tell us about that but like how do you how do you go from right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> let, let's just take it back a step so you've got this yes. camera mm -hmm. how did that help you change your mindset Sarah what did it actually do for you so for me it gave me a new lease of life it gave me a purpose and it made me have that something to kind of focus on through what we'd been through. And I used time out in nature or with the dogs and having that time where I would leave my phone at home, I would give myself an hour and I would go out somewhere and I would practice. I would practice and practice and practice with YouTube videos, magazines, articles, books, all sorts trying to figure out, so I would take a photograph of something, I think, how oh, why does somebody else look like that and mine doesn't? And it was just practice after practice. And it was, I think it was one of my first outings after my operation, actually, my husband had taken me to a dog show because I used to show my dogs. And I was just sat by the ringside, happy snapping away and having a bit of a practice. And it, it turned out one of the photographers that were due to photograph this dog show hadn't turned up. And because in true fashion, I'd taken a gazillion pictures of my two dogs and posted them online. Someone had come over and said, oh, would you mind taking some pictures of like the best in show and some of the runners up? And like, how would you feel about that? And I was thinking, well, nothing ventured, you know, nothing gained. They might be awful. They might be not in focus, but I'll have a go. <laughs> um, and it worked really well. And I was then contacted by um a newspaper called Our Dogs, which is like a international newspaper who cover all the different dog shows in the country and abroad. And they'd asked if I wanted to register as one of the photographers for like the shows in the Northeast. I was thinking, oh my God, like I can't do that. Like I haven't, like I literally hadn't even registered a business. And that's how it started. So it was things like that. So I was, you know, tottering off. I was still working at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so on a, I'd spend all day Saturdays and Sundays at these dog shows. And I must be honest, they were long days, like eight o'clock in the morning starts. I'd be there till six o'clock. I, I might be asked to do like a few private sessions out in the field nearby or something. And, you know, I didn't even know what to charge at the time. Do you know, I was just like thinking, well, as long as it's covering my mileage, you know, it's a it's a bit of a day out. Mm -hmm. And um, it was nuts. And like I just started to slowly build it up and. I would maybe take photographs at the dog shows and somebody would contact me to go and do a private shoot or I'd go and do the private shoot of the dog and they'd ask me back to do the family. And it was then just slow and steady. I started to build it up um, and then started to look into like, how do I set up business pages and what do I actually do? And I think it was through that finding like funding and funded courses but I then discovered, you know what, like I could actually make this a business and make some money, like proper money, not just like to cover and fill the tank in the car. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been a hell of a journey and it still is, you know, and it's and I think people don't realise how much hard work you have to put in consistently, like all of the time, like the things you have to sacrifice, especially in those early days, you know, how many you know, family things I've not been able to go to or, you know, those Sunday dinners out because I'd be at a show um, and making choices. I think, you know, it was hard, but I think it just it's just a reminder that it does eventually get that little bit easier. Do you know? And yeah, OK, when you want to level up, you've got to go all in again and then um, make your choices. But it all comes right in the end. And I think you just got to keep going and keep pushing and just take that one little step forward each time. You don't look at like, the destination just look at the journey and I think if you can enjoy that and as much as possible I think like you just don't like great things well honestly well done you've done amazing you have done brilliant <laughs> story like to turn it around like that and I, I cannot agree with you more with the guilt <laughs> can I just say guilt I'm going to say it um 
and this pops up in my life all the time. Like you get the comments, don't you? Like all you're doing is working all the time. You never available. Like my son's up. I've just dropped my son off um, up the golf course, and I could walk around with him, you know. Um, but you, you've just when you're leaning into something, and I'm sure you went through this as well. Is I always try and say to the lasses in the lounge, if you just sit down, the people who were close to you, and say, look. I'm going to be busy for mm-hmm. this X amount of time. It's not going to be forever. It's going to take a few weeks, a couple of months, but this is why I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. And I, I am so lucky. I mean, my husband is so, so much of a support. I mean, he really is like, I, I, the business wouldn't have started if he hadn't bought that camera. Do you know oh, what I mean? He loves that, does he? I bet oh, ah, ah, he'll be like, they woo, watching it. His head will be, they'll be listening listening watching this back and his head will be swelling yes times I know it will be um but it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened and you know thanks to his support you know I remember giving up my part-time job because I'd worked in recruitment and then I'd taken a part-time sort of admin job just to kind of get my head in some kind of space to think what now like what do I do now and I just remember that time I handed my notice in I was thinking what are you doing handing your notice in on a job that pays you a wage to like wonder what's going to happen with this little business thing that you might have but I just thought like nothing ventured nothing gained you know I've worked since I was 16 years old I remember working in a kennels walking dogs in me wellies trudging around muddy fields I've always had a really good work work ethic and I'm not work shy you know I always thought if it if it doesn't work out what's the worst that's going to happen and if it doesn't get another job (laughs) well well, that's it and you've learned stuff you've got everyone's got transferable skills that they can do something you've learned stuff along the way that you can share or you can go hang on a minute I could potentially go and do that and and pick Mm -hmm. so I I agree I I agree like the gets to a point doesn't there where you're in a like when I was working for the bank and I just it was a huge risk it was a risk it's a risk isn't it the hand you're noticing and I mean, I was lucky because I was given redundancy, but there's still that element of I have to make something work. Don't you? Yeah. And oh god, I, I commend you for it. I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So you've gone, you go, you, you've been taken yet? Your, your pictures, dogs, dog shows. You've done Portugal, and then there's a there's a line that you sent through to us when you registered your business. I said, "Who the hell did, did I think I was?" Mm-hmm. What made you write that? What was going through your head? Because I would watch what other people did. It's that whole imposter syndrome thing. But all and I would, syndrome. <laughs> oh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it would just be like, because I think it's when you, when you are setting up a self-employed, I mean, I, I don't know a huge amount of people. Well, I do now, obviously, through the lounge. But I didn't know a lot of kind of people within my close network that were self-employed. So for me, I was thinking like, oh, this is a bit like out of character doing this really out there thing. But I just knew like in my gut that some, that I had to do it. I just had this feeling where, you know, it was something I had to run with and keep doing it. And I think only now am I starting to accept everything that I've achieved. And that's taken like a lot of self-development work to look at like how much I have achieved because in true British fashion, we don't like to kind of brag and shout about the things we've done. Um, and lots of people probably don't know some of the things that I've done, but it's that getting the opportunity, I guess, to talk about how I've got to today. Yeah. Like today. And this will be, like so, this. Powerful. It'll be so powerful for the lasses because I think hearing all these different stories, it makes them go, hang on a minute, I can do what I want to do. And, you know, some of them have just got these little ideas in their head mm-hmm. and it's just that listening to somebody tell them how they go from A to B through pure passion and dedication and hard work there's no tricks there's no secrets to it is there no there isn't and it would be great if you know you know when you see these things online you know build a business and earn six figures in I don't know three hours you just think (laughs) (laughs) whatever whatever who who, what nah um and you just think like oh my god like as if you know it's even things like just this endless tasks involved isn't there that people just have no idea that you have to do like nobody else is there to do it for you there's no accounts department to ring there's no IT department to ring when your computer freezes and you're crawling around the floor in your home office trying to like 
<laughs> find out what's not plugged in, what's not working. And, you know, trek, you know, all over the place to learn how to do something because you can't afford to get somebody else to do it or sit for 10 hours trying to update a page on your website, yeah. you know, with YouTube open, you know, granted, you know, it'd be lovely for a web developer to come and do my website. But at the moment, I'm doing it myself. And that's the reality of it, isn't it? You've just sometimes things take a bit longer, but you get there in the end. <laughs> it's all fun. It's part of the whole muggling through it, don't you? And, and that's why the lounge is so powerful, because you can go help us with this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I use it every day. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And it's such a lush community, isn't it? Do you know, I think, you know, there's, there is other kind of setups and kind of different groups and you kind of sometimes you don't, I don't know, you just, they just don't seem to have the same vibe. And I think everybody's genuinely looking out for each other in the lounge. Do you know, it's that there's lots of people doing similar jobs, but it doesn't matter. Like we're all supporting each other. Yeah. And I just like, I've not seen that anywhere else before. And I think it's, well, it's hats off to you for doing it. Oh, thank you. And everybody who's part of the community and you've touched on it there. So let's let's talk about that a little bit more because you've been in the lounge for have a guess how long? E. E, do you know? I've no idea. I feel like I've known you forever, even though <laughs> that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's said a year. You've been in there a year. E, yeah. So we're coming up to two years in. June, three years in June I think it is oh my god so yes you've been in there a year <clears throat> how did you hear about us I think it was through one of my clients I think had mentioned the Northern Last Lounge I'm sure it was um because Claire who you interviewed recently um the VA she was um yeah surname can you no <laughs> It's fine. She knows no one. Yeah, surname. Zola Kuna. Jim Nackers now, because she. I know. I'm not going to try. I know I can't say, but I'll. I'll. Fudge, I'll fudge it now. I'm sure. It was, I'm sure we were chatting, and I think she recommended the group. And then I'd seen sort of different things online. It was when I was starting to research kind of training and courses and business support, and. I mean, I've, I'm part of the Next Level Lounge as well, and I found that just a whole whole ball game of, of one of the word that you use, juiciness. <laughs> I can't resist it. <laughs> but it is, it's fab. And it's like this, it's, even if it's not necessarily, like even some of the mindset stuff, do you know, you, you've got to work on those bits. It's not just about researching the best hashtags and making sure you post every day or sending a newsletter every week it's the other bits you know to help you get through sometimes the disappointments or the you know the darker weeks where you think oh where are my clients hiding like come on <laughs> come on come on where are you you know and I think those things just remind you that it's all right these things happen these time frames happen it will all come right and it does it does you've just got to We've got to Can go through. We all have quite. We have. We're having a particularly quiet bit at the minute. I think. I don't know what's going on online at the minute. It's very, very quiet. Mm -hmm. It's. If people just have to understand, there's changing people. They're going out more. The sun's coming out. Mm -hmm. They're not online as much, but they come back. They do exactly. They, they do. Back, so you've just got to go with it. And you know what I love about you, Sarah, is, yeah. So there's all kinds of different members in the lounge, and you go quiet now and mm -hmm. again. But it's either because you, you're obviously developing something because you've got all kinds mm. going on or you're cracking on or you're working on yourself. And that's absolutely fine. And this is what I love, how people don't feel like they have to be there all the time. And if you've got a question, you just you just swoop on in there and ask. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but you've got to. And I think I think the beauty of these of the, the, the community and network that is set up is that you can dip in and out as you want and I think it's too it's very easy for yourself to get overwhelmed in these kind of scenarios as well yeah. you know if you were kind of thinking right I need to be in there every day I need to be doing this I need to be engaging sometimes that can almost be a bit of a knock-on effect to some personalities and I know myself if I I can get easily distracted with social media so I have to be really strict and you know do the whole thing that you recommend in setting the timer going in doing the thing that you need to do and coming straight off because otherwise three hours later I've watched some random 
gazillion stories on Instagram. I've learned some about some new face mask. I've watched Mrs. Hinge do a cleaning. And then I'm thinking, hang on a minute, like you were supposed to be on here for 20 minutes and it's now lunchtime, do you know? So <laughs> you've got to be really strict because otherwise you do, you just, you can get distracted. But I think that's the beauty of the group in that you can, you can go in, you can ask the questions, you can see what people are doing. And sometimes, you know, you might do that kind of lurking a bit where you're watching from a distance and you're seeing what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. I love it. I love it when a lurker comes out, you know, one that's never, never popped up before. And I'm like, mm-hmm, hello. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> so going back to, to social media, before I came on, I had a little bit snoot about Sarah. <laughs> and I looked at, yeah, I'm going to go straight to Instagram, right? Because mm-hmm. it is beautiful, your Instagram. Thank you. And that has developed massively hasn't it over the last oh yeah and what what's amazing like you talked about earlier is so anyone who's listening at sarah johnson photography get that in there we will drop your links in by the way Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's like there's lots of personal shots on there and you know what i'm 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 talking about and you said that at the beginning you're with you when you're talking to clients so what what have you look at your following right your following's like double since the last time I looked so you're doing something absolutely right feeling it what changed what made you real like because I don't think you had your face on as much did you you didn't have no what changed so last year I invested in a personal branding photography specialist mentor kind of person that's right. a mouthful and a half isn't oh. it <laughs> <laughs> take a breath um and because it's something I like I love like you I love being around other business owners you can have a brainstorming session you can talk about your difficulties you can share hints and tips and I was finding the more I was doing personal branding sessions the more I was developing and changing as a person and I started to I understood the importance of having the images before, but now I really get it. And I think by me learning all the positives and the processes that my clients go through, I kind of had to realise I've got to do this as well. Like, it's all well and good me telling my clients they need to do it, but you've got to do the thing yourself. And the difference in engagement since I've been doing that has been so much more. Um, And letting people in. I've, I've kind of got to that point now where I just think, I'm kind of getting over myself in some ways. You know, I'm starting to stop sticking, like getting in my own way and working through that and not worrying about what other people think. Like if other photographers are looking at my page and wondering what on earth I'm doing, crack on. Like I really, I'm not, I don't care anymore. Like I'm just in my little lane, in my little world, doing what lights me up and makes me happy. And there's enough business out there for everybody else. And I think just by turning up as me, it's more authentic and it's it's working good lass good lass that's amazing to hear class <laughs> like you've turned around your energy your confidence it just oozes out of your out of your instagram so everyone needs to go and have a look is that your favorite platform would you say um historically no but i think it's because i've because I'm mindful, you can't do everything all of the time. I think it's where my focus is at the moment. I find it, obviously, as a photographer, it's a very visual platform. Yeah. And I find it a more positive platform than maybe Facebook. I think Facebook can be too um, opinionated, which Ooh, I've yeah. used it that way myself. You know, And I think sometimes it's, it's easy to have a rant and a rave. Mm-hmm. But, and you can get caught up in a lot of different things. I find it can lead to more negativity. Um, but as a business owner, I'm also mindful that a lot of my ideal clients are on Facebook. So I have to I have to do the two. Um, and that's just something I'm trying to work through and plan through a bit better for moving forward. Because I'm you know, just trying to get my head around how do I do both and how do I make them both successful? Because then there's also LinkedIn. I'm like, hang on a minute, LinkedIn, that's where my ideal clients are as well. I need to be there too. But it's just trying to pick one and having a bit of a focus, get that up and running, and then pick the next one and try and keep that going. I think that, that's all you can do, isn't it? Of course it is. You, can't, you cannot spread yourself too thin. Like, 
you're just not going to get anywhere oh yeah no. and you know I talk about it all the time I'm like master something first before you jump onto something else because people just have this fear don't they they have this panic of like oh, I need to go and do this like now <clears throat> like, I, like I've dabbled in TikTok I've got a YouTube channel there it's doing now but I'm not panicking about it I'm just like it's there for when we we have the resources to do yeah well, that's all you can do. I remember going to my first ever like business training seminar session, whatever it would have been called. And I remember it was right at the beginning. And literally I came out of that session and I'd had people talking about getting a logo developed, having the website done, having their colours done, having um, social media experts, accountants, um, setting up every, like this, that and the other. And literally I came home wrote a spreadsheet and I kid you not like it was about 12,000 pounds worth of things I felt after that meeting I like came home and I was like right I need business cards I need leaflets I need a pop-up banner I need somebody to do my logo to design my colors to do uh, fonts and all this and then I just suddenly like that's that's how I felt genuinely for about the first six months I was like right so how do I get the money to pay for that and how do I get the money to pay for that but in the reality of it people just want to know Who's behind your business? Like, just stop. People buy from the person in their business. That's it. But you can't sugarcoat it. That is it, do you know? And you turn up, you be consistent, and you let people get to know the true person. And all the rest of the other things are brilliant and definitely needed for a business. Mm -hmm. But when the time is right, and that doesn't have to be in your first day, month, year, you do the bits that you can do when you can do them. Rome wasn't built in a day and I was a business so just do the one thing at a time mm-hmm. ideally start with your personal branding session with Sarah Johnson photography I but you know I can't that's... help it <laughs> you choose personal branding then as your niche for photography because I just love it like I, it doesn't feel like a di- it doesn't feel like I'm going to work uh-huh. I feel like I'm just spending time with another business owner and I feel like I'm providing a service to help them shine. Oh, I do. Nice. I just, I just think it's that like, it, yeah. I like that. I like yeah. It. So you also mentioned about, and Phelps, you'll personally love this. She'll love it. Mm-hmm. Gratitude daily. Yeah, yeah, I do. How do you do it? Do you write it down? What do you do? Share, share your technique. So, I do have a journal that I occasionally write in, um, but for me, it's more of a, a thought. It's a, I spend a lot of time, obviously having two dogs, I spend a lot of time outside, hail, rain or shine, we're outside. And whether it's on a walk with them, kind of taking in my surroundings and what's around, like I'll never regret going out for a walk. I might be drenched through to my skin when I come back in the middle of the winter, but I'll never have regretted going out for it because it helps me have that sense of calm. And myself and my husband will often do something like if we're sat sort of having a meal on an evening, we'll talk about kind of what three things we really loved about that day. Do you know? And I'm not saying we do it every night, you know, it might be kind of we're having a fancy meal on a weekend and we'll kind of reflect on the previous week. And I think it's really looking back at what what you've done and what you've achieved, because then even when you're feeling like you've had a really rubbish week, you think, oh, I've had no clients, I've had no money, but yet you've posted consistently. You've had some good engagement. Somebody's reached out and said, E, you're really looking great online. You're doing really good. Or just that review from a client that you've had. I think you have to keep looking at the positives because if you don't, when you're having those really rubbish weeks, it'll it'll turn into a, from a day to a week to a month because mm-hmm. you'll just attract more of the negativity. And yeah. it really works. Like when I, when I don't do it, that's when I start to feel that kind of, darker clouds starting to come in oh I'm going to take some of that I am because I find writing it down I just say it as another task I do yeah um and when Phelpsy for anyone's listening who's part of the lounge team it came and she did a whole I think it was a whole month of gratitude journaling and that instantly I went right I need to get myself a journal I need to start writing stuff down and it just another thing I had to do, but it's even just sitting for five minutes and it's having a think and going, although you, you might be a bit stressed about how quiet it, it is, mm-hmm. or you're thinking, oh God, this is not happening, or I should have done that. 
what have you actually done today? I had some amazing conversations with some absolutely inspiring women today. Mm-hmm. Are we? <laughs> like, exactly. And it doesn't have to be complicated. And again, somebody obviously who loves photography, it could even be a picture. It might be a picture of a walk. I mean, the other night I had a starting headache because I've been doing some recordings for one of my courses. And I felt that kind of heavy panic feeling settling in. I was like, you know, you just start to think, right, I need to do something before this escalates any further. Mm. So I took the dogs out, went across the fields and just for a second just stopped and it was blowing a gale. But because all the grasses were so long in the field, it was hypnotic watching all this long grass just going in the... And you know, I just thought, oh my God, like if I hadn't come out, I would never have seen that, mm-hmm. you know? And kind of, I took, I went around the corner and then there was this other, there was another girl stood like videoing the grasses and the two of us were laughing because we were just saying, it's so, like how beautiful is this? Like, it's just a random field next to the A689 in County Durham. But, you know, we just stumbled in to walk around and that feeling of calm was just hypnotic. It was just, it was just fantastic. And it's taken those moments to reflect on what you've done, what you've achieved. And I felt fabulous coming back in and doing some more recordings. I was like, oh, oh, I'm so glad I did that. I love that. I do. Mm-hmm. I love it because I, I am now really trying to get myself out. Now that it's um, getting sunnier and <clears throat> I just blocking out an hour, I live two, well, I say two minutes. It'll take us 20 minutes to walk down to the beach, right? Mm-hmm. 20 minutes. 20 minutes there, five minutes down there. 20 minutes back. I did it the other day. I went to go and meet Paula Fowler. Um, and I stood and just looked out at the sea for ages. And then I came back and I thought, even though I was stressing in my head, going, I really haven't got time to go and do this walk. No. When I came back, I felt so much better. I was like, this? <laughs> it was it's unreal, isn't it? And another tip I found, I can't remember who told me this, but if there's something that's really bothering me, or it's like a biggie, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a situation that you can't control. Yeah. And I tend to like, if I go to the beach, I'll like, I'll find some stones or I'll take some from the garden and I'll write whatever it is that's worrying me on the stones. And then I'll take them to the beach with me and I'll stand by and just take in the sea and just take that moment in watching the waves. And then these stones that I've got with my worries on, literally thinking about that worry and just sending it straight into the sea, do you know? Like, and then getting the next one and thinking, right, I can't control this. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to have to, keep taking one step forward till it disappears and then just look honestly the feeling of like you feel like you parked it somewhere else and that's that's something somebody told me I think on a retreat I can't remember now but oh my god it just works every time top tip (laughs) where are you again where are you based Sarah so I'm in Newton Aircliffe in County Durham because you mentioned a beach you're near a beach are you Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll drive. To, I'd like to be by the sea, so I will drive however long it takes me to get uh-huh. to the beach when I need it. So we tend to go to Seaton Carew or Seaham within half an hour. My so, beach. Yeah. yeah, often at Seaham. I love it. <laughs> and what, this is your, is this your office where you sat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at that view. This is home. And how long have you had an office at has it always been in your house? Has it always looked yeah. like? I'm just fascinated by people's workspaces. I am. I love it. So I used to be in like a like the one of the small like a small bed like box bedroom, and then I think as my business has grown and I've ended up with more stuff, whether it's props or kit or <laughs> books, the lot. Um, I've moved into where I am into the bedroom I'm in now, and I just thought. I want it. I want to open the door, and when I open the door and close it, I want to feel like I'm in a proper office. I want my candles on. I want my pictures. I want. I've got a um, vision board, and I need to be around all the things that are going to light me up. So as I'm not going to come in, and I'm not going to do the thing that I need to do. So yeah, yeah it was a conscious decision to make it as pretty as possible. Massive difference, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh God, totally. Mm-hmm. Like for me, working under the stairs to now having this, mm-hmm. it's like you feel like you're actually going into your own safe space, don't you? Yeah, totally. I love it. I could spend days upon days in here. I just love it. Yeah, makes a difference, definitely. Your vision board then, what's on it? Tell us what's up. What's in the middle? What's the key thing that? Tell us three key things that's on it. Well, I'll show you. Hang on. Ooh, Hang on. So I'll show you and I'll talk through for the podcast so okay. this is this is my personal one so um 
some of the things have already happened. So for me, it's shining bright and helping my clients shine bright. Mm -hmm. That's a key bit. Rediscovering my identity because I'm really having to push myself to do the lives, the podcasts, because I, I need to do these things to take my business on the right direction that it's continuing on and it's growing, it's getting bigger and that's important. So rediscovering um, yoga and Pilates is something I've recently started. I have to be by the water. So I have to have regular trips to locks or lakes, ideally locks in west coast of Scotland. I can't get enough of them. And just sitting and doing nothing, just gazing and watching the water move, ideally with the golden retrievers. Um, I love sunsets and um, sunrises. I'm not too good at getting up for the sunrises, but I love sunsets. Um, new car, which was something that's happened this year. So that's happened already. We've already had that holiday. Um, I'm doing my Pilates and the sunrises. And this other one on here, I don't think will happen this year, but it's on there. And it's the Maldives because we went there on our honeymoon and I'm determined one day I will get back there. Don't know to... how, but I'll do it. You've done most of the stuff. You're going to have to redo it now. I know. Happy days. I feel like <laughs> Can't I need... be a fishing board. <laughs> I feel like I need to come and knock about with you for about half a day just to relax. Happily? Come <laughs> over anytime. Spare desk for you. <laughs> Believe me, you didn't want this whirlwind in there. I'll oh, be lunch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to get to the juicy part of the episode. Hey. <laughs> <clears throat> it is called Why I Lass. <laughs> Where I have some questions from the team. Mm-hmm. And they, had, they knew who I was interviewing, so they have been mm -hmm. specifically structured around asking you. <laughs> is, there anyone, oh, is there anyone you'd be slightly scared of getting the question on? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Good, good. <laughs> right. Who's it going to be? I don't want to pick Phelpsy again because I keep getting that every... Ah! It's Ruth. It's our Ruth. Ruth. And she says, Sarah Louise. Yeah. You take amazing photos of your pooches. I love how she knows people's names and people's pets' names. You take <laughs> amazing photos of your pooches, Heidi and Lily. But who is your favourite fictional or famous dog and why? Oh, my goodness me. Um, Jeez. Uh, <laughs> wait. Uh, uh. <laughs> Pause the recording, let me think. No. Um, <clears throat> ran random, slightly random one would probably be something, I'll think of something better after this, I can guarantee you. But I remember, um, I remember the first, like Toto, I think probably, you know, from like um, The Wizard of Oz. Because I remember like my mum my always had like Scotty dogs growing up. And I remember as... It's kids always thinking it was this Scotty dog like mum used to have when she was growing up. Probably something like random like that. Uh -huh. Yeah. What kind of dogs have you got? I'm not a dog person, right? But there'll be loads of dog people in the lounge. Mm. Why didn't you ask her what dog you've got? What dogs? Have you got? <laughs> so I've got two golden retrievers. Ah. Yeah. And they yes. are called Heidi and Lily. Are they sisters? They're not. They're not even. They're not even related, actually. No. So one's nine today, and the other one's seven next month. So. There you go, doggy people. <laughs> Class. So we're coming to the end now, Sarah. It's been lush, but I want to know if you can tell us, because I have had a sneaky look on LinkedIn. I thought, I'll have a look over there. And you've, you've shared a post that said, I can't tell you stuff. So can you tell us what's next? Next, what's in plan? Well, be? I'm having a bit of a reshuffle around on my website behind the scenes. Um, so they'll a few changes on there as to services that I'll no longer be offering um, and I am about to relaunch my photography courses I've got two finishing at the moment so one is an introduction to photography which is a five-week course and it's aimed at beginners or those that would like to learn something a bit different a new hobby um, and my other course is like a business booster so it's how to then use your images that ideally you've taken yourself or maybe some of my clients that have worked with me as their photographer, how to start using your images better online. So it's a bit more of a, a businessy programme, but based around photography and photographs. 
I love that because you, you're using your skill now to learn, to teach others. Mm-hmm. And that's something huge and massive that people can in business miss, not necessarily a trick with, but the miss a whole part of what they're doing that can help people and bring more demand in for them. It's, it's a no brainer, isn't it? And I don't, mm-hmm. I suppose you don't get to that point until you see you, you're starting to believe in your skill and you know, and you feel like you're credible and, so I'm 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 delighted that's what you you're doing because mm-hmm. it can be it can start to become passive income with like quick guides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So are they going to be like face to face or what or how does how does somebody do it? <clears throat> so as these all these were all set up in the lockdown, so everything has been online so far. The next two programs will be online, and then from September I'm looking to start the introduction to photography in person. I might do that over the summer if I get some headspace, <laughs> but for now they'll be online um, with the view of meeting up though. So anybody that does the course, um, if they're local, I would encourage people to meet up because there's nothing better than, even if it's coffee and cake somewhere local and you just have a walk, you get to know people and just take some pictures as you're going. It won't be led as a course as such, but it's just nice for people to be able to meet. Oh, Cause okay. yeah, it's lush. Even if you do like, I don't know, it's just so you get so many people on your online course and you go, should we all meet up for it? a coffee do you know exactly i mean there's 15 doing it at the moment and most of them are local so that's me yeah so that'll be nice to to organize so um yeah and it's been good i mean some of the thank you cards i had especially during the lockdowns you know it was it was encouraging families to go out together and they were like i don't know so like one would sign up and then they were doing the little tasks each week but they were all going out to do it themselves Mm -hmm. and you know the like cards and gifts and stuff because they're saying like you helped us like get out like but during all of the stress we knew we had a focus just to be able to get out for half an hour every day and we'd take some pretty pictures and that was enough and I thought well that's I'll keep doing this class well thank you so much it's been wonderful to hear more about what you've got going on honestly I've loved watching you grow and develop and thank you for being a huge part of the community as well Sarah thanks for having me it's been lush not at all. Where, Thank you. Where's the best place for our listeners to check you out? Um, uk, and all of my social links will be on my website. And we'll stick them in the show notes as well. Thank you. No problem. Lovely speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you.